Hi everybody, this is Larry, and welcome to a long overdue episode of Restoring the Farmstead Podcast. It is, today is July 2nd, 2017, and the last time I sat down to tell you about the farm was July 28th, 2016. So I want to apologize for taking so long in getting a podcast out. Doesn't mean that we weren't busy. We are, we're definitely busy. It was a very busy year. So let me give you a little bit of a catch up on what has been happening as we try to restore the family farmstead. Again, if you are a new listener, uh, the farmstead is uh, has been passed down in the family and I am the most recent generation to receive it. Um, the 20 acres that we call the farmstead uh, was um, uh, purchased by the first Quicksaw in 1880 from a uh, an Elam and um, it has had the owners that it has had would would have been my I think great great uncle uh, Marion Quicksall, and then my grandfather and grandmother, Joel and Frida Quicksall, purchased it. And then my, uh, my dad and mom inherited it. That would be Edward and Eileen Quicksall. And when my dad passed away, um, just about almost four years ago, it'll be four years ago this month, then I became the next generation. So, Let's see. I made a little bit of a list, and I'm just going to kind of run down and give you updates. So if you've listened in the past, uh, you'll recognize some of the different uh, different parts of the farm. And if you haven't, if this is your first time, go back and listen to some of the, the past ones so you can get to know who the various characters are. Well, we have uh, actually a, a couple of different cat families <laughs> living at the farm are outdoor cats would be Thelma and Louise and they are still getting along good and doing well as a matter of fact they have a couple of friends that come over on a regular basis they come from our next door neighbors um, I'm not sure what the gray ones called actually I think there's two gray ones but then there is a, a yellow cat whose name is Buttercup However, we often call it Butterbutt, and I typically call it High Talking Cat because it meows everywhere it goes. It's just carrying on a conversation with itself all the time. We also have Cats Inside. The uh, Back last fall, my sister-in-law moved in with us for a period of time, and she had three dogs. And we were afraid that one of the dogs might think the cats would be good chew toys. So we took our two indoor cats, who are Monroe and Rosalie, and we took them up temporarily to the farm, and it's turned into a permanent one. So they stay in the farmhouse. They don't go outside. And by golly, we have not had a mouse problem <laughs> since they have taken up residency there. Uh, so they're all doing well. 
The bees are doing good. We are still kind of, you could say, in recovery mode from the bad winter a few years ago. I think we're somewhere around a dozen to 14 hives, and I've got honey supers on them. And so hopefully we'll have a, a good crop of, of honey that I'll be able to harvest in another month or so. Uh, we also have just recently two new additions to the pond. Actually, we got a lot of additions. Um, this spring, uh, we added 250 bluegill fish and about 600 fathead minnows, which would be feeder fish for the bass as well as for the um, bluegill. We also found out that we've got some turtles so we've been uh, removing the turtles so to speak but but our uh, other addition is more recent uh, my wife has a, a friend in Girl Scouts who is also a grade school teacher and she had three ducks that hatched out in an incubator in her classroom and so the students all saw the miracle of birth in that way However, what do you do with the ducklings afterwards when it's near the end of the school year? Well, you give them to my wife, Dawn. <laughs> so she raised three little ones uh, in a couple of different Rubbermaid tubs here in the house. And when they got big enough, we took them up and put them in the pond. And they really took to the water well. They were doing good. However, unfortunately, it appears that a snapping turtle decided that uh, duck sounded like something good to eat, which then uh, uh, initiated Operation Revenge. And so that's how we have been getting rid of excess turtles in the pond. Uh, but the other two are doing well. All I have to do is go, here, duck, 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 and they come running up to me. Um, past couple of days, they have really started venturing away from the pond to come up and get their feed. So that's a, that's a fun thing going on there. Now let's see. The big thing has been the goats. Let's see. I couldn't even tell you a year ago exactly how many goats we had. However, I can tell you right now on the farm, we have 27. And let me just kind of go down the family chart. Not in any particular order. Now... Just to remember, two years ago, we started off with five. We had um, the oldest one that we believe was Rudy. She was about two years old. Then we had Queenie and Scribbles that were about a year old. And Queenie later um, in the summer, after we got him, had a little baby. And we didn't even know she was pregnant. And that was Lucy. And then we had two babies that we purchased. We had um, Princess and Duchess. So we started off with five, wound up with six. And as my wife has chosen a name for our herd, it's quite fitting. The herd's name is Just One More. So today, we kind of have them divided up into some groups, some, some social order groups. With the dough pen, we have what we call the loud family, even though they're not that loud. And we have Josie, Allie, Valentina, and Shadow. Now, Josie and Allie were fainting goats that we got during the fall of 2006, along with uh, uh, two bucks. 
Josie is was the mother and Allie was the daughter and Josie was pregnant and she had Valentina this spring or this winter on Valentine's Day. She also had another little guy and we called him Cupid and Cupid has uh, gone to live with another family. So uh, he is uh, on his uh, way to becoming a, a big buck. <laughs> and then we have Shadow, and Shadow is actually a Kiko goat. Now, the first ones there, they were all fainting goats, and yes, they will fall over. Uh, Shadow is a Kiko, and she is our first breeding female for starting a meat goat herd. Then we have what I would call the Queenie family, and this would include Queenie's daughter, Lucy, and Leia, and Queenie, uh, or I'm sorry, Lucy, we bred her, and she had quadruplets at the end of May, her first pregnancy, and she had quadruplets. Unfortunately, one of the little boys didn't make it, but we did have two, a girl and two boys survive, and I believe we call the girl Coraline, and then the, the boys are Little Tumnus and Little Eben. Um, and they, uh, they are named after uh, two of our other goats that they look just like them. We didn't give them regular permanent names because they're going to be going to another family. Uh, we've, got, we've got too many bucks, people. We have way too many bucks. Uh, so that, is, and then we have um, Leia. I said Leia. Leia is uh, Queenie's daughter from last year. So we have that as kind of part of the Queenie lineage. And then um, we have Midnight. And she is kind of a loner. She, she's a bit of a bully. She eats at the trough by herself. She really doesn't hang out with anybody else. And we got her with uh, uh, two bucks um, sometime that first year. or No, the second year, I think. Maybe it was the first year. Anyway, um, and then we have what I kind of call the originals, and they are uh, three of the original five. That would be Princess and her uh, little guy, who's a year old, is Vincent Van Gogh, and then Duchess and her boy Eben, and both those boys have been uh, weathered. And then Rudy... Uh, who was the oldest one of the originals. She just had two boys, and we called them Joey and Chandler. You can figure out where we got those names from. Now, the little bucks, the, the pygmy ones, we have Mr. Tumnus, who is the dominant buck, and then we have uh, a weather in there who was too big and too much of a bully to hang out with the little uh, babies, so Phantom uh, hangs out with Mr. Tumnus. And then we have three from last spring that were just too stinking cute to get rid of. So they are additional pygmy bucks that we have, and that would be Thunder, Skeeter, and then, oh, Abe, wasn't, he, was, he was born last spring, but we bought him from another farm. He looks just like Skeeter. He's also naturally polled and doesn't have horns, and he actually is the one that we bred with Rudy, so he is the father of Joey and Chandler. Then we have our big bucks, 
and they would include Samson and Gizmo, who are fainters. Samson is the father, and Gizmo is his son. And then we purchased two breeding Kiko bucks that were little bottle-fed boys, and they are Thor and Loki, and they holler and holler for us every chance they get. Now, those who have been on the farm and have now since left include Rocky, who we got with Mr. Tumnus and Midnight, Luke, who was, let's see, that is Queenie's son, and then Cupid, which is uh, Josie's son from this spring. He was the other one born on Valentine's Day. And then one of the original Scribbles and her daughter April that was born last spring, we decided to move them to another farm. Uh, Scribbles was just not being a bully. She was being plain mean. And uh, this person was wanting to start with goats and thought, you know what, this might be good. Send Scribbles and her daughter April and and they can be the, the head goats of a new herd. So there's been a lot of goats, hasn't there? We've only been doing this two and a quarter years. Um, so those are the, the livestock that's there. Uh, now, we also have away from our 20 acres, I've got um, acreage in the river bottom, and this year was corn, and unfortunately it was a bit of a struggle because before the corn actually got to come up, we had some major flooding. In one week's time, I believe we had 11 inches of rain, the river bottom was out, and we had to do replant, which means all the expenses of seed and chemicals and fertilizer times two. You got to do it all again. So that was a bit of a frustration. The hay has been going well. Um, we've had uh, one crop harvested of hay and just started today uh, with mowing of, uh, starting the mowing of a second crop. Uh, the uh, the old farmhouse is not been getting the focus and attention that it needs simply because we've had a lot of other things that we have been focusing on. So it's kind of it's going to get a good cleaning uh, here this week because we have uh, we're hosting uh, our bee club for a field day and and potluck dinner. So we uh, will be having that uh, this weekend. So the farmhouse needs to get a little bit of cleaning up. Uh, we did get the gas line fixed. If you remember, we had a gas leak last year, and so that has been fixed. So we have uh, gas to the stove and, and as well as gas to the uh, cook stove in the kitchen. Uh, the woods where the goats uh, have, it's all fenced in for the does, it has been going fantastic. Anything that popped up green within their reach, they were eating. This is the first time that I can remember during the summertime you can look through those woods and clearly see anything you want to see. So they have done well and to help them uh, I made a, a major purchase this year. I got a high-end steel uh, string trimmer that lets you put different attachments on the front and so I have a circular saw blade on the front. And I tell you, it is the most amazing thing. I thought I'd have to hold it to each tree and slowly saw through. No way. If that is an inch to inch and a half thick saplings, 
I just swing it like I'm cutting grass. And it cuts through the saplings. It's amazing. I just walk through there. I cut down all the saplings that I don't want. And, and the goats follow me. And I try to stay away from them a bit. I don't want to swing and cut a goat. Um, but they eat the tops out of those saplings. So I've got little saplings strung out all over this wooded area. i still got a whole lot to do, but it's... Um, it, that part's going really nice. Um, then I'll be, after that, going through and trimming or clearing out some of the larger trees. Um, well, not the big ones, but the, the ones that they need to be culled. Um, let a little bit more sunlight get to the, to the floor, break through the canopy, and get rid of the trees that just don't quite, aren't going to do well because of you know where they're positioned or how they're growing. Uh, the grapes are doing good. I have not seen any evidence of the blight that we have been struggling with for several years. So keep your fingers crossed, people, because I would like to, uh, you know, process some of those grapes either into jelly, juice, or wine. Um, let's see. Oh, and then I guess final, which would be, where are we at regarding building a house? Well, we have settled on the spot where we want it. We have plans drawn up. We have gotten some, uh, a couple of bids in. I want to. I need to do a follow-up call on a third one, and and see where it's at. And then we'll make some adjustments to see how, you know, if we can get the price down a little bit. Because boy, it ain't cheap to build a new house. <laughs> So, but we, uh, um, I don't think we're going to have it built this year, but, you know, we're, we're, we're slowly making some progress on it. Not as quickly as uh, my wife or I would like it, but we've got very busy lives too. So, uh, as far as the equipment, I know last year I had a lot of struggles with tractors. I had struggles with one of the tractors this year, but it was a simple fix. Um and uh, let's see the mower is doing good the new zero turn does great I can get everything mowed uh, in just a fraction of the time so I guess um, oh we <laughs> we did have a little bit of excitement we had uh, some storms come through a couple oh probably three weeks ago now and there was some pretty powerful straight line winds which took down uh, a good size oak tree near the road in the pond and it uh, took out all the power lines so everybody in our area was without power till the they could come out and uh, get the lines up and now I've got a great big tree that uh, needs to be cut up so if any of you listening want to uh, <laughs> bring a chainsaw and have a steak dinner afterwards we may have to have a uh, uh, chainsaw day and and see if we can get that cut up into firewood and split up and all anyway well that is pretty well it for an update on the farm and I want to thank you very much for listening and thank you for your patience I'm not sure how often I will have these available uh, you know put these podcasts out but I'd like to do a little bit more than once a year so with that said, I hope you all have a great 4th of July. 
I was hearing some fireworks that people were setting off in their backyards while making the podcast. And so have a great fourth, have a great day, and we'll see you next time on Restoring the Farmstead podcast.